Hello, welcome to this Monday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And in case anyone is wondering why I'm so fired up for today's podcast, today is one of the greatest days in Pittsburgh Penguins history. Um, not only is it Mario Lemieux's 55th birthday, um, the greatest hockey player to ever play in the National Hockey League, um, we also have the news that Jack Johnson has officially been bought out by the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's probably the best day of 2020 um, as well. And, you know, this is flat out awesome. We're going to have Jeff on from Penn's blog. Um, he was here to break down the Hornquist and Matheson trade just about a couple weeks ago. Um, we're going to have him on in the next segment and then the segment after that to talk about the buyout as well and just everything that's going around with the team right now, especially with the Tristan Jari signing. Well, we totally have to talk about that as well. But first off, we are going to touch on this Jack Johnson situation. Um, I definitely did not see this one coming. Um, we've been reading for weeks now, guys, that, you know, the Penguins hate buyouts. You know, they don't really like doing them. They haven't really done them in a long time. And, I mean, I can understand why. You know, you don't really want to be playing a, a paying a player that's not on your team for however many years. For Jack Johnson's case, it's going to be the next six years that they're going to be paying him. I know that the first three, I think it's like, 1.67 million for the first two years and then 1.9 million for the third year and then for the three years after those three years it's 917k against the cap and like I said I know teams don't like to do that but in this situation you had to do this it was this dire you could not have Jack Johnson on this hockey team going into next season it would just be very very ludicrous to do so ignorant incompetent whatever word you want to use for it but Jack Johnson is off this hockey team, and you know, I think Penguins Twitter, this is the happiest they've been since the 2017 Stanley Cup Final. It, it has been a while since, you know, Penguins Twitter can all come together and we can just have a great time. So, you know, just a great day. I, I remember I, got, I saw the tweet from Frank Zeravelli just scrolling Twitter. I'm like, okay, is that a fake Frank Zeravelli Twitter account? Because if so, I'm going to really, really lose my shit. But so I checked it about five times. Did a big celebration, chugged a beer. Nah, I'm just kidding. I didn't really chug a beer, but, you know, had a celebratory lunch, you know, celebrated with everyone on Penguins Twitter, and, you know, it's just been a really great day um, as Penguins fans. So now for the defense, go Duma and Latang, Pedersen and Marino, Matheson Ruido, unless the team wants to upgrade over Chad Ruido. But, you know, I did want to say a couple things in this segment as well uh, about Jack Johnson. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. I'm not going to trash him, Jack Johnson, as the human. But, you know, as a hockey player, he just wasn't there. And um, I saw this tweet earlier from Adam Gretz, um, which really is just a great tweet. Um, if you guys do not follow Adam Gretz on Twitter, A. Gretz, um, he does stuff for NHL and NBC, um, Pennsburg. But, you know, the tweet says this. This is the right move, but I do feel bad for Johnson. He did nothing wrong. He signed a contract that anyone would have signed. I mean, I agree with that 100%. If anyone walks up to you and says, hey, you know, you want to sign a five-year contract for $3.25 million per season, I don't care what kind of job it it is. I'm pretty sure most of you would take it. And the tweet also goes on to say he played hard, did everything he could. He was just the wrong fit on the wrong team, on the wrong contract, and on the wrong role. And that's 100% right. And, you know, people are already back to saying, hey, yeah, guys, Jim Rutherford, he's so good. We love Jim Rutherford. Everyone's like, I'm not going to give Jim Rutherford any freaking credit for this. Sure, he bought him out, which maybe people didn't really see coming, but 
you, everyone knew how bad this signing was going to be in 2018 when we first saw the rumors of Jack Johns potentially coming to the Penguins. And then the signing was leaked a few days prior to July 1st. I think Mark Madden actually tweeted it out just a couple days before it. And, you know, we all even said we we're trying to get Jim Rutherford to go back and say, hey, man, think about this. This is not a good idea. You're going to regret this. He's not going to play out these five years. And what do you know? He didn't. And you know, the, the one of the also one of the funniest things about this. You guys remember just a few weeks ago, Jim Rutherford was like, "Oh yeah, man, he's gonna play out his tenure here as a Penguin. I think he's done a really, really good job. The fan base doesn't understand just what Jack's been through and all this blah 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 nonsense. I mean, you can't take everything he says at face value. And hey, I'm guilty of that. I think a lot of people from Penguins Twitter are also guilty of that. I mean, I remember like the James Neal situation where he was like, yeah, I don't really think I'm going to trade James Neal. I think 48 hours later, he trades James Neal for Patrick Hornquist. So, I mean, like I said, just you can't really take a lot of what he's, some of what he says at face value. And just to go back to my other point, stop shilling for Jim Rutherford, people. I don't care if you're in the Pittsburgh media. I don't care if you're a diehard fan of this team or whatever the else you do. You don't really need to shill for Jim Rutherford. He's been, had a lot of very bad moves these last few years. I know this is a good move, but you know it's a move that didn't need to happen. And now you're going to be paying this player for six more years at you know a little under two, $2 million for the first three, and then nine hundred seventeen k for the last three. So it's a move that you didn't even need to make in 2018, but you made it, and now you get to reap what you sow. But you know, let's just be positive now for the last few minutes of this segment. This team is a much better hockey team today than it was yesterday. Bottom line, case closed. There's no argument to that. Your defense is so much better, especially your third pairing. The biggest thing that I said going into this offseason, if anyone had been listening to this podcast right after this series ended against Montreal, was they need to get rid of the third pairing of Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz. Jim Rutherford actually listened. They're not bringing back Justin Schultz. He's going to make go make whatever he wants in free agency and of course, you know, they finally decided to buy out Jack Johnson because it was that third pairing was just that bad. In the playoffs, you know, you go on to natural stature, you look at their numbers together as a third pairing. Jack Johnson was outscored while he was on the ice five to one. His expected goals for percentage in the series was like not even 40%. I think it was actually like 30 to 33. He was outchanced every time he was on the ice. Every time Jack Johnson was on the ice. They were bleeding chances left and right. And it was just like, Jim, what kind of player are you watching that everyone else is not watching? Like that That's just the biggest thing that I want to know because I really just don't understand it at all. But still, guys, a great moment in Pittsburgh Penguins history today. Um, the team just looks a lot better going into the season now. And I think I can look at this Hornquist for Matheson trade a lot differently now. They basically traded Patrick Hornquist and Jack Johnson for Mike Matheson and Colton Sevier. And I'm just not as hard on the trade now as I was. I mean, I don't think anyone can be as hard on the trade now as you were. I mean, that's also your opinion, though. So I'm not here to make your opinion for you. But still, I mean, I know you trade away Patrick Hornquist, who was a folk hero in this town, but you upgraded your defense, which was a big, big need going into next season. And oh yeah, you get Jack Johnson off your team. So it just really can't be underestimated just of how big this move was for the Penguins. In my opinion, everyone, this puts the Penguins back up to being a Stanley Cup contender. If they were going to have Jack Johnson on this team going into next season, I was potentially going to have them missing the playoffs. That's just how bad he is. That's just how much of like a negative impact he is to the Penguins. And now that he's no longer there, 
this team's a contender, but we got to see what the other moves are coming. We, I'm sure Matt Murray is going to be traded very, very soon. We saw that report from Elliot Friedman earlier today saying it sounded like Pittsburgh and Chicago were getting close to a trade with Matt Murray, but that Chicago was able to try to talk an extension with him, but it looks like that went nowhere because I'm sure Matt Murray was asking for five to six million per season, and I don't think the Blackhawks were going to do that. So what a day it has already been. It is going to be a crazy, crazy, crazy week here. Just so much movement is going on. I mean, Matt Niskan, it looks like, is going to retire a former Penguin, of course. But before we bring Jeff on here to the show, it is time to talk about Roman as Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with the excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. You can go to GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockdownNHL. One more time for you all. And we also can't forget about DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. It's the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is very easy. You can open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, guys, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app on your in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, guys, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast, and we are now joined by Jeff friend Penn's blog on this so, such a special day in Pittsburgh Penguins history. Uh, Jeff, how are you doing today, man? I am doing great, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone that's a Penguins fan is doing pretty good today. Um, I was talking in the first segment, man. I have probably had to read Frank Cervelli's tweet five, ten times to make sure that wasn't a fake account because I thought I was being pranked here. Um, but what a day. Jack Johnson is off the hockey team and – that that's that's all there is to it i think what are your thoughts on the situation <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that, i don't know that it's it's totally uh it's totally processed and, and set in yet but um it, it's you know obviously the the team gets gets a lot better here um just by virtue of him not being on it um mm. you know you kind of hate to hate to say that about a about a player that's made it to the to the highest level of of the sport but uh, he just he just wasn't good the last two years for the Penguins and hasn't been good I don't think ever in his career. Um, so uh, getting getting that off of the roster and, and you know opening up um, you know almost uh, almost two million worth of uh, worth of cap space certainly certainly helps moving forward. Absolutely, and it looked like they were trying to trade him over the weekend. Looking at some reports, but I mean, who wanted that contract? And I mean, I know people are gonna be kind of weirded out that they did a buyout just because we've been reading the last few weeks that they just hate buyouts. And I was talking about it, you know, on my Twitter today and on the earlier segment, I don't blame them for hating buyouts. I mean, you're going to be paying in for the next six years. I mean, it's the same for a lot of players in that situation. I mean, the Rangers just bought out Henrik Lundqvist. You've seen a lot of other buyouts throughout the years where 
teams are just paying players for however many years. But this one was just very necessary just because of how bad he is and just because of needing the cap space especially because we all know how they love to spend up for the salary cap. They want to upgrade the team in other areas. They still have the Matt Murray trade to do. It just made sense even though I know they didn't want to do it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you kind of have to think of it on, on a personal level too. You know, you 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 build these relationships within the organization and um, and with your players. And the last thing you want to do is just say, you know what? Look, I I screwed up with you, and um, you know, see you later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, as far as as far as the the cap goes too, you know, you kind of have to think of it as as kind of a cost benefit analysis, right? So. Um, at some point, you know, if you were going to find a taker for him, you weren't ever going to find a, full, a taker of his full contract. I mean, that, that was pretty much written in stone, um, you know, with probably with the, with the Nick Geekstad trade, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but you know, you were never going to really find someone that was going to take that full contract. So, you know, you think about it this way, um, you know, if you were, if you were going to retain some salary in any sort of transaction, was that really ever going to be less than, you know, the, the, um, retained salary, you know, with the, with the buyout. So, you know, you figure, you know, you're saving two, 2.8 million or 2.08 million over the next, um, over the next two seasons or each of the next two seasons rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really all that I think that they're, that they're focused on, um, versus what would be a retained salary at, you know, say 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that 2.08 is going to be, going to be a higher savings than, than what they would have gotten had they retained even half of his, uh, half the salary. And, you know, that goes on for, that would have gone on for, you know, three more years rather than the next two. And, and like we talked about, um, you know, last week, next two years are, are the, are the pertinent ones with, with yes. this team. Yeah, I, I think people aren't realizing that as well. I'm glad you said that because they would probably be retaining more salary on if they were to trade him than they are right now. So, I mean, it's really good that they're not even paying him $2 million these next three years. And then I think the last three, it's what, nine hundred seventeen k. I mean, I don't really give a damn about those last three years because the team is probably not going to be that good for most of those last three years. But these next few, I mean... So what? It's less than two million per season that you're paying him. You're still saving two million against the cap, and he's not on a team. That's the big thing. This is now a better hockey team today than it was yesterday. And honestly, man, I think they're back to being a contender with just this move. I really, honestly believe that. Well, and that that brings me to to kind of my my next kind of talking point I had written down here is, is now these guys have nowhere to hide. You know, you're you're without your two worst players that were, that were a total detriment to this team, mm. um, you know, the last two years in, in Johnson and Schultz, they're gone now. There's no, there's nowhere to hide. So, um, you know, it, it just comes down to this. It's time to win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now you're third pairing. You can put Mike Matheson down there. I know he has his faults. I know he makes a lot of money, but offensively he can actually move the puck up the ice. He has a good shot. Good first pass. Jack Johnson didn't have any of those things. And he can defend a bit in his own zone. And I think some of the video that I've watched on him is definitely coachable from Ty Reardon. So that's a big upgrade there. I know you can look at the salary and say he makes a lot of money. He does, but I'll take it. And then Chad Ruido takes Justin Schultz's spot. That's a much better third pairing, man. And it's cheaper. That's the best part about it. Yep. And, and you know, you kind of position yourself in, in such a way, too, where, um, you know, if, if Ruido isn't um, – isn't really working out. Um, he's not living up to, you know, what you want to see out of your, out of your number six defenseman, then, you know, you have, you have options now to, to go out and, and find a trade 
and bring in a a true number five, number six uh, defenseman there for that for that bottom pairing. So you know they, this this does kind of give them a little bit more flexibility. Um, you know, a, a decent chunk of of that money um, that they're saving is going to be taken up in in just kind of re-signing some of these restricted free agents. Um, but you know they're. Like like we talked about, I mean, there's just going to be so much more flexibility with not having to worry about three point two five million dollars in in anchor, um, whether it be in your in your regular lineup or in the press box. You just don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I was reading Jim Rutherford's comments, like, yeah, we can put him on his offside, or we can put him in the press box every night. And it's like, what? <laughs> like that was the most confusing thing to me. It was like, no, you got to get him off the team, whatever it takes, as you know they say from the Avengers movies and everything like that. But uh, uh, before we get to the next segment, Jeff, we'll just talk about the Tristan Jari signing because, oh yeah, that happened too. Um, We can talk about Bilko a little bit. I mean, I have plenty of walls that I have to break through every day. You know, one of them, of course, is just getting out of bed because I'm just a lazy piece of ass. Um, You know, Bilko is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy, it's not fake. It's lasting and natural. Um, Whether it's, for you guys, it's a mental or physical wall. You can break through it with Go every day. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation, your golf bag. You can put it in your pocket to get through the day. It's the best workout gel on the market. Um, It combines energy gel with um, collagen protein. It's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. It then kicks to keep you going strong. You can go to builtgo.com. You promo code locked and you get $30 off your next order. That's promo code locked for $30 off at builtgo.com. Okay, Jeff. So, I mean, I guess the Tristan Jari signing also happened. That was a, I think I liked the deal, you know, three years, $3.5 million per season. It's actually lower than what Matt Murray got on his deal after he won the Stanley Cups. Um, what are your thoughts on that deal? I'm pretty okay with it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of right in line with with kind of what, what we all expected that to be. Um, you know, there, there was no way to – I don't know that there was really any way to justify giving him exactly what Murray got on, on his bridge deal, but, mm. you know, you kind of expected it to be a little bit of a bridge deal and you kind of expected it to be a little bit less than what Murray was coming off of. So – uh, that to me just just makes a lot of sense, um, you know. And, and it's it's going to be curious what the what the return for for Murray is going to be. You know, I'm I'm obviously a uh, a, a big Matt Murray guy. Um, you know, I know he's he's struggled at times over the last uh, the last two seasons, but there's a lot of stuff that you know he does he does really well. That's that's better than what Jari does. And there's a lot of stuff that Jari does that's, that's better than Murray. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what, um, what we actually have in, in Tristan Jari now. Um, and it, again, it's going to be interesting to see what the, what the um, return is now for, for Murray. And, and one of the, one of the extra things that, that I don't think is kind of going, um, going really acknowledged right now is now that Johnson has been bought out, you don't have to diminish your return on Matt Murray by trying to package yes. Johnson with him. Yes, yes, yes. That is huge because now you can maybe get Murray for like a second round pick or something like that. I've been holding out hope that they can somehow get a first for him, but I don't think a team is dumb enough to do that. But I would absolutely love it. But, you know, your point about, you know, the Murray and Jari thing, that how they both do stuff better than each other, I 100% agree with that. Um it's almost like I saw Adam Gress was tweeting about this over the weekend. It's almost like you're kind of flipping a coin here and hoping this works out in your favor because we all know Jari's sample size is very limited. He had some very good spurts during the season. Obviously, he was an all-star, but then he's played Kane down 
quite a bit, I would say, after that. And then I know he had that really good playoff start too. So I'm just really hoping that he can put, you know, that all-star caliber, like, stats, those, like those spurts, into, like, a full season for the Penguins, obviously for the next three seasons. And then maybe he can go out and cash out on another deal because I'm not really interested in paying goalies long-term. So I'm just really hoping that he can put it all together and just – show everyone that he can like just be the goalie for a full season that he was in that spurt that led him to being an all-star yeah that's that's the big thing and i think um you know obviously the um the whole idea of not having to pay him as much as you're going to have to pay murray was was basically what what was always going to tip uh tip this in in his favor as far as being the starting guy the next you know one to three years however however it plays out um but you know, one of the other things I think we have to consider with with Jari as well is the fact that um, you know he's now playing behind a, uh, a a defense core that that again doesn't have Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz. Yeah, he's not going to have to face the the same the same quality on when 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 you know any of the other pairings are out there that there, there's not going to be that discrepancy. Um, so I think that that's going to be one of the other things to, to really keep an eye on is, is just how much, um, you know, he flourishes not having to, to, uh, to go up against high quality shots, you know, 20% of the time that, uh, that the other defense bearings out on the ice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, they're not going to be bleeding as many high danger chances next season. I don't think, and especially with Johnson and Schultz off the team, but you know, one more question before I let you go, Jeff. Um, what do you see the team doing now besides the Matt Murray uh, trade, which is hopefully going to come this week? I would much rather have that done during the draft week so we know what their cap number is going to be going to free agency. You know, we had the Patrick Hornquist deal from Mike Matheson. Now we have the Jack Johnson domino that falls. Um, do you see any holes on this team that you would like them to address in free agency or any more trades outside of Matt Murray? Yeah, I think, you know, with them with them not qualifying – Simone that yeah. kind of opens up a, a little bit of a, of a hole there on the um, on the third line um, you know I, I can't I think Sevier is okay I just don't know that he's necessarily going to be um, you know the type of guy that you that you want to ride or die with with um, you know McCann on that on that third line um, so I, I think I think somewhere on maybe either wing um, you know, on that on that third line, you kind of see maybe see them try to fill a hole. I just don't know that it's going to be on the in the first you know one to to seven days of, of free agency. I think I think all the the big ticket guys are, are going to go for a for a decent chunk of money that it's going to really price the Penguins out. But um, you know, I could I could see them I could see them adding someone um, someone that doesn't really get too much of attention, or even just bring back Dominic Simone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and just see just see where you're at after that. Um, I'm personally not not entirely sold on um, on Sam Lafferty or, or Anthony Angelo. I know they're probably gonna gonna fill some holes there at the beginning of the season just by virtue of uh, um, you know Aston Reese still being injured um, and and the hole left now with uh, with Simone. So I think I think there will be there will be some stop gaps. But yeah, I can, I can imagine I can foresee them you know, grabbing someone in free agency um, is being one of the, the other loan things that they do. I can't, I just don't see them having much, having much flexibility outside of, outside of, um, you know, trading Murray and, and maybe signing a, a down lineup guy. Yeah. I think it's probably just going to be someone on the cheap they get for the third line. I think I was reading Jim Elkifer today. He talked to Dave Molinari and he was like, yeah, if we're going to sign someone, it's probably going to be three days after, um, 
the, the first day of free agency just because we don't have the cap to go after anyone um, on the first day. You know, thank God there's no Chris Tanev situation that's happening right now. So um, I would agree with you on that. I'm hoping that Sevier can fit on that third line. I don't really think him and McCann played on a line together down in Florida. I'll have to double check that though. So um, that would be interesting. But yeah, I'm also not really sold on Sam Lafferty either. But um, Jeff, thank you so much for going on, coming on this episode of Locked on Penguins. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, man, we're going to do this hopefully again soon, especially with w- what's going to happen in free agency in the draft this week. It's going to be a crazy week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, we'll have uh, more episodes coming later this week, guys. It's going to be crazy. So keep it right here on Locked on Penguins.